And today we got joining us Funny Julius. We got that Avila's guy. Yo, yo, yo. And we got Robbie Digital, who was out here in these streets and didn't think he could make it. So I'm glad he's here. Yo, Brett. Yo, Brett. How those sneaky links going, Rob? Hey, wow. he called me. I don't know. Rob called me. The sunroof was showing. I didn't know what he was doing. Wow. wow. You're different. Mm-hmm. Wow. That travel money showing, huh? I'm glad you made it. I'm just happy you made it, Rob. That's all. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I'm happy that you showed the dedication to make it today. I'm here. I'm here. Um, That's all. I'm glad to be here. I didn't think I was going to make it, but I, I got here. I got Good. I got both Good. places I needed to go. That's all I'm gonna you, say. You was on your Marvin Seven. Went to. We're gonna talk about the other place. But, you was uh, on your Marvin Seven. Never would have made it. Hey, look, man. <laughs> look, man. Luckily, there's some talented oh. people who are multi-talented. <laughs> yeah, I made it here. So, so the album that we're getting into today, guys, is Tough Love. Tough Love is the debut album from the Young Guns. Was released in 20, 2004, sorry. And the lead single obviously was Can't Stop, Won't Stop, which was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Rap Performance by a Duo or a Group. Um, there was a lot of guest appearances on this album. You had guest appearances from a lot of Rockefeller, right? You had Jay-Z on this thing. You had uh, Cam. You had Freeway. You had uh, Joel's, Rel, Beanie Stiegel, Sparks. Um, album was loaded with like house. You know, you have production from Bink, you have production from Just Blaze, um, Chad Hamilton, Scott Storch. Um, so the reason why I wanted to do this album is because at the time, I remember in 2004, Hove had just retired in 2003 at the end of it, and getting a verse from him was a big deal. So at the top of 2004, um, you had a feature, no, two feature verses from Jay-Z on Kanye's album, College Dropout. And then you had these feature verses. So all his features were sprinkled out, but really important at that time. And he I had a whole song on, B- on Bleak's album too at the time, right? Right, yep. Dear Summer. Yeah, uh, five, five, three, four. Yeah. Okay, that project. Um, So Rockefeller really stood out to me at that time because I wanted to know what was going on and what was going to happen next with them. And I really championed Young Guns because I really was looking forward to what they would have coming out. And even on my re-listen on this album, I was like, damn, like, I feel like a lot of what they were doing, um, I don't know if they were trying to market themselves as, like, the street or, like, the hood version of, like, Run DMC. But, like, even with, like, the the samples on this album, 
you can hear some of that some of that influence. And then when you look at their second album, Brother from Another, if you even just look at the cover of that, it's like Run DMC. Um, wow. So, yeah. So like uh, this album stood out to me at that time because I really, really enjoyed it. I was a really big Young Guns fan, but I want to know what you guys think. I'll start with uh, Rob. I'll start with you. Yeah, I'm you, Rob. Yeah, I'm here. I love this album. Um, I was a huge Young Guns fan. Um, can't stop, won't stop. I mean, it was a, it was a moment. It was a mood. Um, we were young. We were tone whopping. We were getting light. We was at scream. We you were tone I tone whopped. I was outside. So <laughs> like, like Rockefeller was a good time at that point. Uh, Nicole Rea had just dropped. If I was your girlfriend, it was a lot of good music at that time coming from Rockefeller. If you were in the Bronx, like you were really from the key to club scream, you were hearing all of this music at the time. Um, shout out to like what DJ Big Mike, Funk Flex mixtape for fire. So this album, this album really, really curated a sound because it was like kind of like I don't want to say nursery rhymes, but it was cool that you had a younger version of Rockefeller that you could embrace that was the big the big thing about it like you love jay love beans but like when you saw can't stop won't stop you were like yo they're my age although they weren't i can relate to them no you can't (laughs) i like i like uh i think i might wife her with a white boot powder up suit white nike no you won't like it was just these things but you felt connected to them so um yeah this this is a great album. I, I was really excited to do it. And the samples are incredible. This is some of the best Rockefeller music from baseline um that we've heard. Like I think between Beans, Beanie, and um and and Bleak, uh, people don't talk about the amount of production that they really got in their discography from Rockefeller, from that Rockefeller sign. You usually get a lot of like you know the high hitters like I mean like Kanye and what have you, but it's really cool when you dig in the archives of the Rockefeller camp to see who got just as good beats, just didn't get the same looks because these beats on here are incredible. These are mm-hmm. incredible beats, incredible samples. Mm-hmm. So you can also see that they had throwaway money. They had enough money to clear samples on records they know weren't hit records. That's crazy. So um, yeah, and the features are amazing. So that's that's all I have to say about it. Shout out to to to, to Buck. Shout out to me. It's, it's a great album. Um, I'll get Danny. I want to hear from you next because I I think you're gonna be the sort of opposite of what Rob just said. I I loved this as a kid, um, and then I grew up. I think it has great beats. The samples are amazing. Everything Rob just said about production is a hundred percent on point my problem is with time this hasn't aged well to me uh with time this kind of feels like a redo of memphis bleak with the okay we're the little homies trying to be the big homies trying to join the clique we look cool the same way game came on a g unit except it was two of them and it wasn't as cool um going back realizing wow. how they really were and wow. they were trying to portray this whole high school shit seems kind of creepy now in hindsight um i also feel like they get cleaned up on every feature almost 
that they have on this. And it really, and throughout the whole thing, uh, something that's a recurring theme is they use a lot of Rockefeller lines that have been used throughout the history of Rockefeller before they got there and reinvigorated into their raps. But the thing is, when all of your features are your label mates and they're cleaning you up every song they're on with you, and those are the best songs on the album, it's just, eh. Their, their solo songs, besides the two singles, um, don't really hold their own weight to me. Uh, the intro a little bit, but other than that, um, this album hasn't aged well to me, and I used to love this album. Well, okay, so before I move on, because Julius, I'm going to ask you next, but before I move on to that, what do you think is, you said creepy, like in hindsight, um, and what do you mean by that? Creepy meaning like if you're in your mid-20s, why I don't get the whole acting like you're in high school shit. I think that's just the. I mean, we've nah, seen like you know how young Chris and Nick were. We've seen that uh, time again. Weren't they, they like twenty two at the time of that dropping? No, Chris and Nick were both like twenty or twenty one when their first album dropped. Yeah, you're out of high school. I don't need you pretending you're in high school. That's that's weird to me. They weren't pretending that they were just doing like they were just doing school stuff. So in the video, like they were supposed to be in college. They weren't. They wasn't supposed to be in high school. Just because somebody's in a classroom over there. And we've seen that before. Isn't true? You're you're also yeah, talking to a person who didn't go to college two years late. So I've always corresponded with that. But um, yeah, we're racing. Chingy did it, and oh. we loved it. Hood I did You love Chingy? Not you Chingy, love Chingy. The other, the other funny nigga who did the dance. What's the nigga name? That did the chicken head. That whole video. One, here comes the two to the three. I knew you talking about Jaquan. No, Jaquan was actually young. Was he? he was yes, he was in his teens and living out of a car. He was 17. Okay, so yeah. when it's Tiger did it with the lime and the coconut, I don't think he was 17. Tiger either. was young. Yeah, but Tiger's also red shirting minors, so. <laughs> All right. Um, so, anyway, Julius. Julius. Bruh. Bruh. I love this album so much. Whoever, you, like, yo, I'm so thankful that you, um, you know, recommending this album to listen to. This is my first time listening to it. Um, I lis- I literally listened to it like yesterday, but like one time yesterday, but like all day today, it's nothing but like it's just been on my uh, playlist all day. Um, yo, man, young Chris, his flow is amazing. These 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 beats are 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 like these these beats are incredible. Shout out to Chad Hamilton. Um. Whoever Chad Hamilton is, God bless you because yo, you bless the young guns. Um, is Chad Hamilton Chad West? Let's see. I don't know. I just looked up on Wikipedia and I saw Chad Hamilton. So uh, I'm just going off. If you, well, if you've heard enough Rockefeller songs, you've heard niggas say Chad West on the track or whatever. Like I used to hear that all the time, and I used to be like, nobody talks about Chad West. Everybody talks about Kanye West. And Chad West is putting out some fire. Well, whoever he is, shout out to him. Um, yo, like these beats are really, really amazing. And I just hate that this album wasn't as big as it should have been. I know, like, you know, the rhyming is it's not it's not nursery rhyming. It's just not like lyrical rhyming that we would be used to on Rockefeller. So I get that, but I do appreciate like the the I just I do appreciate the rhymes that they were spitting. Like it it wasn't it wasn't 
maybe thought provoking, but it just made you feel good. So I really, really under uh, like I really enjoyed it. And the way you were saying, so uh, they were the the what the what did you say compare when you compare them to uh, Run DMC? The Rockefeller Run DMC, you said? Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. like, yes, 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 because Ugh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, anyway, hater. Um, I I love this album so much. I can't wait to get into it. Though it's not a classic, but it's really like, oh man, it's so good. It's it's really good. Reg, uh, you are correct. It is Chad yeah. West Hamilton. He used to say Chad West all the time. Um, but uh, Tori, and yeah. I want to hear your take. Um, when this album came out in two thousand and four, like I love this album. Like I like. I thought that Young Chris was going to be like the the biggest thing since sliced bread. Like I thought, I thought like he was like the heir apparent because you got to think that at this time we're not thinking that like what what has become has become. Like I I just thought that they were all like tight knit and you know like they will be friends and family forever. So I thought that by now Young Chris will be the, the biggest rapper walking on two feet. Like I I thought that highly of Young Chris. Um, and I, I think he's still very talented, but I, then I also realized that he didn't really have much to rap about. Like, he's really good at rapping, but he doesn't have much to rap about. Listening to this album made me realize how much this man carried me throughout his whole, their whole career. And me, like, it's funny because there's mad, there's mad parts on the album where Neef pretty much acknowledges that, like, he's not good at rapping. Or like Chris like acknowledges like yeah man this, and don't worry just because I'm a little further than you don't mean that the love ain't and it's just like yo like what the fuck like did they, they they just like forced this duo and um I think it was like um like I I know Reg got Run DMC vibes especially because of their second album you know they had the Run DMC um cover but I think they were based off of them like them but then like also EPMD. Like, you know, there's other, like, rap groups that, like, they were, like, modeled after, and I think, like, that's what they were held in on because they were trying to market them as that. I think I think the vision for them was to be, like, a, a street version of, of something that, like, we we hadn't seen Ray Shrimmer yet, but, like, that's what they wanted. So that's why they had so many party anthems. That's why they tried to, like, market them towards teenage girls. They were like, all right, they're younger. So, like, basically, these would be the younger versions of extension of Jay-Z or whatever like that or the... Or, you know what bleak was for a period of time like that like the young guns did a lot of college tours when they wanted to come up so like they knew like the demographic that they can go to um and i remember that time because a relative of mine was working closely with them so I, the way i feel about this album um i can't not like this album even now even though like li- listening back to it like i kind of like laugh at some of the shit that i was impressed by because this album is so nostalgic and, and gives me so many good memories in 2004. I was a senior, my senior year in high school. Um, I was, I was, I, I had a really good, that 2004 was a really good year for me. So I can't shit on this album, but um, I can acknowledge that, that Neef had no fucking business rapping. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, man. Wow, like, man. The fact that they forced that boy to rap is crazy to me. Wow. That nigga had no business it, it, rapping. Wasn't Neef, wasn't Neef rapping first? Neef was the one I was rapping first before Chris. And and they have a song like, what, that, what, too. what does that mean? Like, that don't mean oh. to me that he was rapping first. He's not, he's not a good rapper. They have a song addressing how Neef falls <laughs> off from rapping, too. 
my point on the album. My yeah, point is, my point in saying that is he was he was the one that kind of inspired Chris to be rapping. Like that's how far back they go, and he inspired yeah. him to be rapping. But it's just you know Chris took it more serious, and Neve got jammed up with a lot of shit. Like they talk about that on the album, but we'll we'll get into all that. Yeah, like I, I get they talk about all that, but I'm just saying like young Chris should have been a solo artist, and I think I actually think that his career would have went further. The fact that he was tied to Neve and they kept doing it, Chris and Neve, Chris and Neve, Young Guns, Young Guns, like. Rap groups were like dying out. Like, you know, like, think about it. In 2004, at that time, it was Outcast. And like, what other rap groups were like prominent in 2004 off the top of your head that you can think of? Not was many. it like Gang Twins? At the time? They wild. Let's say the Yin Yang Twins. Like, <laughs> like Smiles and Rap Not Boys. At that, like, at that time, rap groups or duos or, 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 or crews or clicks wasn't, a, like, it wasn't it wasn't doing well at that time. Like, Outkast was Happy an anomaly. And, that, and, that, and, and think about it, like, they put that project out, and it wasn't even a group project. They put out two solo projects. That is very true. And really quick, Nappy Roots was not a duo, Rob. They were no, I, said a, I said a group duo collection. You said group? Oh, group duo collection. Yeah, there was, it was very clicky at that time. It was yeah. very clicky. It was um, clicks and compilations as opposed to actual groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. But I think I just they just they had the better they had the better setup because they had more budget. It's crazy how they had more budget more budget for music, but they didn't have the budget for the marketing. Mm. Because it's because if you look out of their career, they they have three songs that, that equate to their career. Can't stop, won't stop. No better loving, and then Thomas set it off with Swiss Beats. So, like, they did relatively well for them to have two albums and really have three songs that everyone pretty much knows from them. Bro, they have a Jay Z feature. Well, Thomas set it off as regional, but yeah, Thomas set it off. Yeah, Thomas set it off as a regional hit, mm-hmm. right? But, but, but obviously, Can't Stop, Won't Stop is like a universal song, and No Better Love, um, I think. But like the hip hoppers, you know, <laughs> of, of the world, enjoy that one. That you know, but I, I, you know, I think yeah, they had a they had a, a fairly decent career. I think what happened is, I, I and I'll say this straight up, I just I think Jay Z failed them. But like by the time everything had happened, it was too far gone, and Jay had to focus on. He couldn't just focus on Rockefeller Records or well, I mean, he had to actually focus on it and focus focusing on his solo career. So he had to focus on short shots. So that's why like. Rihanna, Kanye, Neo, Jeezy, okay, Doris, like all okay. that, Def Jam, all of all of those artists got a lot more um, attention at that time. Like it makes sense. Jay actually had to like work <laughs> and, and run a and run and run a and run a, a, a label before he was just an artist, but like he was just a, a co co um, executive producer with Dame and Biggs or whatever like that. But like you know. Jay was really just focused on his solo career. He was always coming at the last minute. Like, if you listen to old interviews about Rockefeller, like Jay was never in the office. It wasn't like he was in there like coaching people and stuff uh, like you that. You can listen like, to Curry. Well, I'm just saying, like, you can listen to like, yeah, Rockefeller interviews and like, you know that Jay didn't really have like a presence around his artists, and I think that probably would have made a huge difference for collaborative reasons and stuff like that. Like, especially like think about this, like, um. 
if he would have put the energy, if, if Jay put the energy into young Chris that he put into Bleak early on, I promise you, young Chris is so talented. He probably, he probably would have got a gold record out of it, at least a gold, at least as a solo artist. I know Kansas, I won't stop big. I'm just saying, I, like, if he just went solo, I mean, it didn't help, at least it help that it didn't help that Hov took his flow either. Well, no, I know, yeah, yeah and that's and that's a whole another thing, like. And we could talk about that like Young, all right, I'll say this much. Young Chris's flow, it needs to be put in the Flow Hall of Fame along with yes. Big Sean's Double Time Flow. Yes. It needs to be put in the Hall of Fame with Melly Mel's Like, you know, it needs to be put in the Hall of Fame with Rakim's um, Stoic Flow. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like, it, it needs like that. Like there's certain flow, like I want, I want to talk about that one day. I, we got to make that topic. I say like the best flows in hip hop, like the young Chris flow, like where it sounds like he's out of breath. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what it was though. I, I don't think. Um, I think the difference when Jay did it is because of Jay's voice. It took it to the next level. That flow. I don't think. I don't think uh, on this album at least, because I think his voice and flow match up way more on their second album than it does this album. It's uh, under his, yeah, his, his voice, his flow has always been fire with Chris, but the problem is on, I think on this album, it's, it's a bit underwhelming the tone of his voice with it. Yeah. I don't think it's that. I just think that Jay-Z understands, uh, Jay-Z understands rapping the same way LeBron James understands dunking. So it's something that he's just always going to do. Like he's always going to be able to like take it from someone and just do it better. Like, there's other people that can dunk really good in the NBA or play basketball really good, but Jay Z just going to be able to like take something, like break it down and put it back together and really master it. So young Chris, what like he didn't have the work ethic that Hurt Cole did, and that's why I think Cole was able to take it and make it his own. And while like only people people only whisper about it, nobody like outright says it. Of course, just us. Just but us. I do, but I do feel like there's going to be a point in time. Where Chris is gonna see Hope one day, and we're like, yo, you owe me five minutes. Like he probably saw uh, me at least five. Nah, they were on drink champs. Um, he was like, it is what it is. But think about it. He Hope cherry picked a lot of stuff from the whole state property. I don't blame. I mean, I don't blame Jay. I just, I'm, I, I'm, I don't blame Jay. I think that they should have been, they should have been more strategic with with what he did. Like they should have, like. For everything that they did, like like Jay Herb them niggas. That's a whole other conversation though. But it'll be some tough Philly dudes. Jay Herb all of them. Well, no, no, don't do don't do that, Tori. Don't do that. Talking, they are. They're talking, hold on. Philadelphia. Hold on. You're talking about somebody who made reasonable doubt, volume two. I mean, like like volume one. Like they idolized him. They idolized yeah, and him. They for So what so what they did in turn, I don't think they let him. It's the same thing of why Julius and me always talk about you should never do focus groups. Because when you do focus groups, they wind up taking your ideas and they don't hire you. So, they, so you, sat, you sat there what does that have your to best work. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like they, they were so enamored with the moment of being there that they did a lot of things trying to contribute not knowing that what they were contributing, they should have got paid for. Well, they that's what I'm saying. So Rockefeller was going to. It's not that they didn't know that they should have been paid for it. I think they just were making the sacrifices without the paycheck in mind. 
Yeah, I agree. Like, think about it. Like, there's an interview with Young Chris said they like he he was doing shows and he was only getting paid like five hundred dollars. And like he said that he would see Jay walk out with like a, a a fucking duffel bag full of money. So obviously Jay was a draw, but it's just like it's things like that that like they saw and they knew and they would whisper about like, yo, you think you think he should give me more money? Nah, don't don't say nothing because he won't bring you around no more. So it's just like as men, he allowed they they allowed this man to to do that to them. So it's like, you know. Yeah, that's a fact. But uh they allowed it, like, but um, I'm sorry, we 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 veering off. We went on a tangent, but we we gonna get back on track and just get inside, right? So the album kicks off with Future of the Rock. Future of the Rock is produced by Bink. Um huh. it's a solid intro for me. Yes, 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 yes. Let's go. Let's go. This is what I knew I was getting myself into. I heard it and I was like, if this is the album, I'm going to be satisfied. Let's go. Let's be the Let me give you I'll give you the sample. The sample comes from (laughs) Do It Do It, No One Does It Better by the Spinners in nineteen seventy nine. Um Bank is a legend, Virginia legend. Uh, bodied it. Yeah, that's a great, what more can you say? Great, great sample and just a great intro for them. Like, I didn't know what to expect when I when I when I caught this album. Like, I remember I had a uh, at a record store right off Six Mile. It was called Neon Leons, and they used to have all the CDs like two to three days early. And I caught this, and I put it on. I didn't know who Bink was yet, but I knew I fucked with Bink because, you know, I was a Rockefeller fan. But this beat, like, really did it for me. It was it was just such a great intro for me. I agree. Um, um, powerful. Go ahead, Torian. I don't want to cut you off. Uh, so, off, off rip, the narrative of this album is going to be me basically saying that young Chris is LeBron James and Neith is the 2007 Cleveland Cavaliers. Bro, 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 <laughs> bro, bro, my brother, my brother. He's bro. not wrong. I'm not wrong. Um, I'm trying to think of way, that nigga who was on the Cleveland Cavaliers who was really bro, bad. Booby Gibson. Center. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I mean, Booby, you no. got Booby Gibson. You got, you got, uh, I mean, it was, he, he played with some bums. Shit. I mean, or you can say that he that that, that, that this is uh, Kobe Bryant in the 2007 Lakers when they had Smush Parker and Kwame Brown. And I love Kwame Brown. I love how I love how the album automatically like when you listen to it, you know that there's they know that they have a lot at stake. Like like Chris even says in his verse, he says, "Just give it all to my daughter with death until then. Until then, love me." C and E, baby, give us a second. Stand tall when they give us the pressure, because if we fuck up a first chance, fans won't give us a second. Like they, they, they knew they had like mm-hmm. that perspective. Like yo, like we can't fuck this up. Like so, it's yeah, like absolutely, yeah. It's that whole like hit the ground running mentality with this whole album that I that I fuck um, with. I I fucked with that part um, because it. Well, I, I'll say this. Beginning of the album, like I was like, oh okay, I fuck with that. But as we get along, and I, as it goes along, it kind of gets redundant. Like, all right, we get it. You only had to tell us that on like one or two songs that, like, you know, you guys are under a lot of pressure. You guys are supposed to be carrying the torch for the rock. Like that was like a little frustrating. <laughs> that that became like the narrative of the album. It was basically 
oh man, we got all this work to do, and we got we got big shoes to fill. And damn, me, you can't keep up, <laughs> you fucking. All right, man. <laughs> nah, it's true though. It really is true. He got carried the whole fucking album, and it's uh to to, to what Torian said. A lot of times, like when I point out that um it's there usually the songs with just two of them that are the weakest songs on here is because of things like that they constantly reference the same shit um they don't have i don't really feel like there's any song with just the two of them on here where they where they really go off and wow. and really you impress so, you were sort wow. of my friend but we'll get to it wow um uh and you guys had any anything else to share on the um on the intro no, sir. I thought the intro was phenomenal. Um, I've always, I've always liked their little uh, Ren and Ten, Ren and Ten, In and Out kind of like affordable, de- uh, affordable DMC flow. I thought it was cool. So yeah, shout out to them. I love, I love it. Dan, I know you hate it. Hip hop, hip hop. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> Nah, I just feel like I I feel like it's I feel like this one wasn't it. I like their second album. I think they do better together on their second album. I think they sound better on their second album. They purposely did the two gun flow. That's why, like I said, like I know, like Run DMC is like the obvious thing because EPMD was also um it's like EPMD were also inspired by Run DMC, but EPMD like they had the whole two gun flow um thing going, and like they were more like uh. Like they like their personas like it just matched a little bit more, cause it's like you know Eric Sermon was like more of like the production in the background even though he could rap but like Paris yeah. was more of like the the lyricist and the MC. Okay. I just, that's that's how I just looked at it like you know with with one DMC like I get it but I think EPMD was a more fair um, comparison. Okay, all right. So with that in mind, we'll go into the next track, which is Rock You. Rock You features Beanie Siegel. And it's produced by Chad West Hamilton. This yeah, listen, listening back to this really made me miss Beanie Siegel's voice. I really miss that man's voice, man. I mean, I know it's very unfortunate what happened to him. I'm glad. I'm glad that he's like okay. But like, I think what's the last verse we got from him on Push's album? Yeah, I believe so. I that's the last to hear him like that. I like because because his voice. I mean, it carries a lot of pain now, which is like, you know, it adds to another effect, but I'm just used to hearing this fearless flow from him. Like, it just, I didn't like hearing him in pain like that. But listening to this again, like, it made, it made me revisit that, that side of, that side of Seagull that I love. Mm. Uh, Beanie Seagull, uh, Lieutenant, Lieutenant. With, with, he uses the um, young niece to mop the floor. Um, you know, he pushes Chris out the way when he walks into the booth. Um, I thoroughly um enjoyed hearing this um verse from Beans and and then also I love that Beans did the young Chris flow on this song as well. You love that one? I, I love that Beans did the young Chris flow on it. That shit was fire. And he actually did the young Chris flow. That flow like that low key that flow turned into the Rockefeller flow. Like like all of them used it at some point. Yeah. Like, I, I, think, I like, feel like Bleak used it first. Uh, no, Chris nah. used it first. You saying outside nah. of Chris? I think outside. I think. I think. Yeah, but I think Chris was already around because it's definitely after the Dynasty album. I felt that uh, 
that Bleak yeah. had used that flow. So Chris had to be around. No, nah, it was but like, I feel like it was it was because they would ask Chris to freestyle all the time. He was so good at freestyling. Yeah. So like he, it was like he was impressing every like it, it literally was the come out here and dance to everybody, baby. And they were asking him <laughs> So then they would recite his bars back to him and shit. And I really think like Jay like really was entertained by him because um Big Face Gary, shout out to Big Face Gary, who was like a uh he's very well known around Harlem. He was very good friends with Dave Dash. And um he knows my mother and my stepdad. And like he would like say like yo Jay loves Chris he don't like he don't like he don't he don't keep it they said you know two 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 for one package <laughs> like he would tell <laughs> like tell people that shit and it's just mad funny oh how like basically everybody would openly talk about how <laughs> like Leaf wasn't really giving giving a fuck about it. <laughs> like I just think it's mad funny to me like imagine that like imagine knowing like you know what I'm saying everywhere you go like everybody's like yeah you know. We really like we really like Reg, but I don't know about that Torian. <laughs> <laughs> it be it, it be like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, especially when we don't when you don't like Braxton Hart to bring you like a crying nigga from Philly. You know? <laughs> That's how it go. All right, so we'll get into we'll get into the next track. Next track is No Better Love. No better love. No better love. Can't stop no. thinking about your love. And that's a great sample. That is the most incredible sample. Finish. I've never seen a sample. Okay, we're done. We're done. Okay, No Better Love. It features Rel. Shout out to Rel, and it's produced by Chad Chad West Hamilton, of course. Um. This was the cuffing anthem. This was like even was is it I think I might wife her anthems is it's like solidified. Like even the vi- that video was beautiful, man. Like that, I got a story video- about the video. Huh? I got a story about the video. What's up? I- so Chris's love interest in the video couldn't fucking stand him. And he he thought like because he handpicked her, like they handpicked the girl, so they automatically thought, like, yo, I handpicked the girl, she's supposed to like me, this and that. But she was like, she was an end of no girl, so she was like, nigga, where's Jay Z? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. So shout out to It's the Real, because I think yeah. they told this story at uh, at their Rockefeller um, reunion that they had. They, yeah, had this yeah. really, they had this really dope uh, reunion um, a couple years back that me and Torian went to. And, I remember. Yeah, and and young Chris, or was it Neve? Neve told this story. Yeah, Neve told the story because um, Chris. I think Chris is like if he had another one of his kids were being born or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like you know, Chris and Neve when they they would be able to pick the girls. So like um, they thought like, all right, I'm gonna pick the girl. She's gonna like me. And like Shorty wasn't feeling Chris, so she was just a bitch to him the entire time. So. Like everybody was like, "Yo, wasn't wasn't that that video shoot like the most fun thing ever?" And Neek was like, "Nah, we was miserable because the girls that we chose to be our girlfriends on the video were complete bitches to us." <laughs> like imagine, like it's your video, but the video victims like they're such high, like they they like I forgot who it was, but like she was like pretty much the most popular video vixen out. So she had more say so on it on the on the video set than, than Chris and Neef did. Like, uh uh-uh, uh, I don't wanna do that. I don't wanna do that. <laughs> nah, somebody video. nah, nah, nah. Somebody would have to live. I would be living, son. Nah. You're not home. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah. 
Mm-mm. You tell me that? You tell me that? Really? To my face? <laughs> nah. I remember um hosting a show and this came on. I mean, I like I would be at parties and this come on. I'd be like, oh, okay, it's cool. But like when you're like on the stage and you're like seeing every like when it comes on and seeing everybody like dance with it, two step with it, and then just like 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 talk to a, a spit it the lyrics at a, a lady. It's really, really cool to see. Like, I really love this song. Like, this sample is amazing. Like, uh, just the opening bar. Like, I think I'm my wife. Or like, that is like the song. Uh, that's had, science. Had, yo, yo. You know what had it feeling? This song. Has you know what did it for me? Lingerie see through. She got it going on. You know that can't stop, won't stop. We gotta go home. We can't leave him alone. Nobody just wrong when we hit it. Can I hit it? Can I put a ball in love? They. They were really like in their bag, mm-hmm. in their bag. like that was such a beautiful time. And you're so talking happy. about at this. That's at the same time. Complete 180. Neo does so sick of love songs in the wintertime. <laughs> so it's like really interesting yeah. how that like Very... that man such a good time in, in, in music. It was such form. a great time in music, but um. Shout out to uh, the sample. Of course, the sample comes from Better Love by Luther Vandross, as mm-hmm. well as Lost in Music by Mr. Fab, who also uses the sample what later on. Use Great use of that sample, man. I was great, also the shit nigga that made this the ringtone <laughs> for all of my the girls I was dating. Wow. Oh, <laughs> damn, brother. I, and, and, it, and it's funny, because I remember like one time, like, um, you know how girls try to trick you. She was like, "Can it, um, damn, my phone just died. Can I use your phone?" And she used it, and like basically, like uh, she was trying to see like what her ringtone was. So then it was her. <laughs> it, it was that, right? So I was like, "Oh, okay." And then like another day, she was around me and she heard it ring. She was like, "So you just like who the fuck was that?" And I was like, "What are you talking about? That's just my natural ringtone." She was like, "No, I've heard your phone ring when one of your homeboys or your mother called. That's that's another bitch that she realized." <laughs> I was just giving it to Mad Girl. Oh no! Nah. Sorry, I was yeah. At twelve, in twelfth grade, I was a terrible person, bro. I was. A, what is it? A pretty, pretty person. taught me a lot of, lot of ugly lessons. <laughs> it did, man. Twelfth grade. I'm just saying, in twelfth grade, man, I really thought I was just a player. Player. Yo, what kind of drugs is Q moving? <laughs> what kind of what? What oh, kind of what? drugs is cute? Like you don't see this cartel look with the with the turtleneck and the chain. It's not a turtleneck. I forgot it. You know, like just has a very short neck. Lou, he looked like Lulu. It's a beard, like, man. At first, yeah, he was in a, nah, Quincy, Quincy oh, got hot shoulders and a short neck, bro. Something he looked like Lulu. Quincy <laughs> built like a Samoan. I just took my just took my braids out. What's up, y'all? How, how's it going, man? Thank you for Great. joining me, my brother. Had to pull um, up, man. We just, we just wrapping up uh, um, on No Better Love. First off, with you joining us, I just want to get your overall take of this album. Uh, this is one of the one of the better uh, Rockefeller releases. I mean, like not the big dogs, but like you know, like uh, State Property releases. You got the Freeway album and this one, and and this one had two big singles. That kind of like I heard Tori talking about high school. That's what this album reminds me of. It reminds me of going to 
the basketball game and, and you know, the songs I was playing in the beginning of halftime and stuff like that. Like, this is that reminds me. Facts. Yeah, man, when I, I was it. in layup lines and everything like that, you know. Where you was at, kid? I was in layup lines. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> sure you wasn't I was, in in I, was, I, was, I was on the I bench. Was. I was on the bench. I was riding the pine. <laughs> I was just fucking with you because, no. Everybody that's listening, I'm not picking on QQ. Q was talking shit, telling me to come play ball with him at LA Fitness that he would beat me. So that's why I was just asking where he was at. Please don't think I'm being a bully. Torian, Torian is lucky though, because he was one. Of, I, I truly believe Torian and Q was one of the few like niggas who played ball that like had good sneakers. All the basketball players I knew at my high school were like really poor. <laughs> so like, like they, you know how they got that team shoe in September and they just rocked it all the way through basketball season like yo you are not supposed to say, to yeah, that I was about to say your athletic, your athletic department was trash that's what that was <laughs> <laughs> alright we'll get we'll get into the next track next track is Friday night it's produced by Just Blaze um Just Blaze so tell, tell us have, what examples are from uh, Rob okay after, after Rob goes I, I want to give my theory about that song sample comes from Super Rapping by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. And it comes from uh, Peter Piper, Pause, by Run DMC. Okay. Thanks. Um, what, what, what did you want to say, T? T's walking away. What, um, what, what, what do you guys want to say about this one? This is a great B-side record. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never heard it played in a club, but it's really, it's really, really dope. I love how like they kind of heard this. and. Uh, I feel like this is what Swiss Swiss heard that it was like, hold my drink. And then two years later, they got set it off. And that's like that's how it worked. Because this is a prequel to what set it off became. Because imagine if set it off was on this album too. It would have been insane. So, it, the beat for set it off was fire, but I always hated that chorus. That's what Swizz does. Like he he does these choruses sometimes. And Swizz is a friend of the show. He does these choruses sometimes. But I really don't agree with. Him. You know? This that was a better one, but Friday night, I never I never go back and play this song. Yeah. Yo, I love the fun of the song. This song is real it sounds so much fun. Like they had a lot of fun in the studio. And the best part about this to me is the music video with the cameos. I really, really appreciate it. It's a fun video. I it was a fun video, it's a fun song. So I appreciate the fun of it. You know, I wouldn't put it out as a single. <laughs> I would put this on like maybe like a video game or like a like a what video game would you put this on? NBA Live. Yeah, NBA Live NBA Live. Yeah. And, and NBA Live. <laughs> Playing it on a Friday night. Not and even also TV. like one of those small NBA Street TV. Volume Two. You know, one of those no, like straight to DVD movies. You know, I can hear it as it sounds like. Be be clear, be clear in this. Although 2K is a better video game, the most elite soundtracks came from NBA Live. Because yeah, they were NBA, NBA Street had the best, and we're best going, soundtrack. And, and we're back to all, Young Guns. Only because Just Blaze, and I'm bringing it back in, Just Blaze was producing for both EA Sports and EA Sports, uh, the streets department as well. So that's oh, why it is a better production. And he owns all the royalties for those beats as well. 
because he he remixed them for the uh for the game. So he owns all the royalties to that. Got you. Um any other thoughts on this one? On Friday night? Uh Danny was talking about Friday night. Um, amazing production. Oh, okay. Because I know I know you don't like this song. I know it. <laughs> I know it. Nah, I, it just didn't grow. It didn't age well to me. I loved it as a kid. I I don't care for it now. I know it's okay. Like it's 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 not even a like it's not even on some you know hip hop purist thing. It's just it's corny to me now. Like I I, I just it just doesn't it doesn't hit the same like it once did. The beats amazing. Like like I said, all the beats on this album are amazing. It's just. Listening to it now, I think, what the fuck was I thinking liking this as much as I did? What the fuck was I thinking? Wow. You are really rude. I'm just letting you know. All right. Well, we'll get I'm mad at myself more. The next one is uh, Rich Girls, which Sorry. is... Uh... I'm back. I'm back. Sorry. As everyone knows, I am the resident. Uh, I have a full-time job, so I still have to work. Just had to do some damage control. One of my... Uh, Tenants is having a lovers quarrel, and uh, oh. someone just just sent oh, wow. one of the, the tenants um, a message saying, "Stop complaining to management about us making all the noise. It's not your boyfriend's the one who's bringing women by." So I just, <laughs> I just oh my had to god, like an email, yeah. Oh, that's a good old fashioned mess. Yeah, yeah. We love a good mess. That that. But what did you? What were you gonna I'm say? Sorry. Track. All right. So on this song, right, I, I like you could tell that you could tell that they did that this song they were hoping to be their crossover hit. Like obviously, no better love was supposed to go on like the the hip hop R and B charts, but I really think that they were hoping that this song would have like reached like Nickelodeon, right? And I was like, yo, imagine if this exact song went to Nick Cannon, it would have it would have fucking been crazy it would have been bananas because like it would have been able it would have went on like hollywood records or something like that like wherever like those disney artists were signed to and things and i oh, listened yeah. to it and, like i could tell that that they were hoping for that because even though like chris and me were like obviously they're from philly they're street rappers this beat you could tell with this production that they were aiming to get something a lot uh a lot uh, a lot more crossover like like and, and just blaze like he puts enough like on it so where it's like it don't it don't sound like a like some Will Smith shit but it it still has like its street credibility but I I guarantee you that they definitely wanted this one to be out of the park like as far as like a, a single they yeah. wanted this to be their crossover thing like you like, even the video like mimicking House Party from you know um they mimic House Party three with this one yeah when when mm-hmm. they were in college you see Danny like how they keep making sure like they 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 project college <laughs> like, i i didn't see house party three i was told it was horrible so i never watched it you're whipped it. uh house party three is good bro uh, it's not the, brother. the first two but it's watchable wait which one is three there's three just the one with immature no no nah, house, the one. yeah, that's yeah. Four. No, uh, house, no oh yeah with your house four is just the one with immature so that's the one you shouldn't have watched house party three is the one with immature um chris tucker is in the beginning of it um oh wow okay. it's, it's when yeah. they're kids it's when they're kids just talk, yeah. the, talk of the goat yeah. DLC is in it um yeah. that's cool yeah. Bernie Mac rest in peace Bernie Mac but yeah 
that that's a really good one. You should check that out, Danny. But uh, I'll revisit it. But yeah, Rich Girls is the next track. It's produced by Chad, uh, and it features Jewels, who was on fire around this time. This song is very, very two thousand and uh, just very two thousands, early two thousands too. Um, yeah, this is uh, the the sample sounds like I don't know. It's I can I can hear it. I can listen to the song. It's just like it really just puts me in a mood. Like I just feel like throwing on the Ava Rex jacket. Like and, 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 like. Or it's an ACG. Like this, this is what I this is what I hear. Yeah. This is what I hear. I um yeah, yeah. That's that's all for me. I like this though. I enjoy it. You know, it's it's very um, I guess gimmicky. Can I say gimmicky? Yeah, you can say that. Yeah. I mean, it's of that time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It is it's of, of their sound, yeah. Yeah. So that's what was I a lot, there was a lot of that going on in these times, you know. Yeah, yeah like the fab fab singles, you know. Even Joel's had, had, had a, I don't know if that was that wasn't the first album, but his second album, you know, they had like the gimmicky the kind of singles. Yeah, so yeah, he had don't to do the whistle song like that. Don't do the whistle song like that. That's the classic. That's the tone wild classic. No, yeah, it's gimmicky. It is gimmicky though. It is gimmicky. Very gimmicky yeah. song. Yeah. It's gimmicky. Yeah, it's, it's just like it's like the whistle song. Um, Oh yes, Mr. Postman. Like it's just like when you get like oh, yeah. an old sample and the and the setup. The whisper really song bad. wasn't one either. Whisper song wasn't gimmicky. Yeah, it was. Yes. That was an original song. Like Rob, mm-hmm. why you I, all right, cool, Rob. We get it. Like you really enjoyed those moments in your childhood when you were toe whopping. But what I'm just saying, we we didn't even say like the song. Rob, Rob, Rob Light. Rob yeah. Light. We didn't even see the song. I need we to see this. That at that, we, we were just saying that at this time, like this, like that particular sound, like this is what they were doing. Nobody said anything bad about it. Stop being defensive and relax. All right, I'm relaxed. I'm over it now. Yeah, man. And you want to know what's crazy? I guarantee you, even at your best, you couldn't even fuck with Reg at getting like, I, I know for a fact Reg can get light better than you. Yeah, being divisive. And Reg is divisive. Seriously. Being divisive. Seriously. Reg gets light and like his. Some of his best friends, two of his best friends, all the years of getting light and Rachel body. <laughs> like, that's a fact. Like, that's just a fact. I, I never even attempted to battle Rachel because I already knew. I was like, Rachel's running from the masters of this shit. Rachel's friends teach classes. I can't, I can't on wait. I, I wouldn't even wait try until to it comes Rez. out that Torian's football career was really him doing poetry in the locker room. I can't wait. <laughs> You keep it up. You keep it up, Torian. I swear to you. I'm going to expose you. You're well, the different. No. <laughs> the difference is that their video, this video of you playing football. What? Every the poetry Continue. in the locker room. I know that, Rob, just your videos with us, please, if you get in light. I would like to see that. Please. <laughs> I want to see. Um, I've but... seen Rob's lateral movement. I don't believe him. <laughs> Rob, I've seen your TikTok, your TikTok too. That TikTok, TikTok was terrible. Yeah, I remember that. I don't know what's I'm going on here, but it's it, it's all left. I'll never forget. <laughs> but uh, we'll get into the next song, which is "Never Take Me Alive." It's produced by Scott Storch, and it features Hole. Uh, this beat, so this, these verses, so good. 
So good. So good. We ain't invent the will, but we made the good good year. Oh, the good restarts. Yo, why is he so good at rapping? And now we hood rich. I mean, we are we all know like the young guns did not have a chance, but but they got a feature, and that's all that matters. Yo, young Chris really should have made a solo album. Like this nigga needs yeah, more than he did. career. Did we mention did. uh the, the rumors of uh Jay-Z borrowing uh young Chris's flow? No, that's we just I, didn't I, I borrow it. Borrow. it was it was prevalent, old stealing? It was prevalent on this song. Plain old stealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was like, on this song, well, you can hear it side by I side. Say, you can hear it a lot. I won't say that he stole it. I just, I like, I don't think he stole it. I just think that Jay Z heard it and perfected it. I, I don't, I don't think he stole it. So You're right. He robbed it because he took it in front of him on his own song. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think any of that. Like, I, I from here, Chris. Like, damn, they were, all, they were all on the same team, so I don't think that he stole it. <laughs> that was a good like one. That. Cause it's just like, like I'm dead serious though. I'm serious. Like I don't think I, I really don't think like oh like he stole it and like Jay like, you know what I'm saying like took it. Well, put it like this: Young Chris's career rapping like that ain't really do much for him. And I don't even think Jay tried to stop him. Like Jay tried to help that nigga as much no, as he could. Don't do that because when they when don't he do what? you you just talked about it earlier. I think what happened was when the Rocks split and they were like, "Yo, we're running with Coach Carter." They assumed that they would be priorities at the label, and they weren't. And they I weren't. Was after that, they went to Dean. They property went to the. Did. They did. They the young the guns. Young guns not, no, young young, to, young guns was on Def Jam. They were on Def Young guns was on Def Jam. Yeah. Um. No, but what and I'm saying is, is like Jay. Like what I'm saying is, is that like Jay gave every like all the rappers that came with Jay Z at, at that time. He gave all of them. The opportunity he gave them, the budget, everything they got, they had to just keep going with that shit, right? And none, and none of them like succeeded. Foxy Brown couldn't even get to to, to finish her problem project. Like Petey got it, got it popping, but he didn't put an album on. Yeah, he Petey was, got it going, but he Petey. didn't get put an album. On. Yeah, I think I think Petey Crack was just like he just made poor decisions. Like a nigga bullied him. He didn't want to join State Pop. They bullied that nigga. He was just like, all right, fuck it. Beanie Siegel had enough clout at that time to really bully niggas and influence them. If Petey Craft was smart, he would have said, yo, fuck y'all niggas and, and, and sign with another label. And probably he would probably be a star right now. Nah, not with Dipset. But that, that, they said that, that that was supposed to happen, though. Who? Cam, Cam said, said that um, he, was supposed to, he was supposed to sign Petey, and then, and then Dane wanted to make sure that he was with the Philly guys. So he was like, nah, y'all can't sign with y'all Yeah, can't sure. sign with Dipset. But yeah, back to this song. Um, Hov's verse on this shit is crazy. He, he's comparing, uh, you know, him himself and Big. He's saying the commission was our vision. Yeah. He also was saying, um, like you know, I, I got state property. He had the mafia. Pretty, it's cool, man. I like, I, I love this song. I love when and Hove the beat, the beat is fire. Big. The beat is so fire. Yeah. Who who did the beat, Rob? That was Scott Storch. Word. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow! I didn't know that. My man did an eight ball and went in. <laughs> 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 the commission was our vision. We ain't see it come to fruition. We ran out of time. Damn. That boy. Uh, that boy. Good. I love when whole raps raps about big. Like yo, me too. It just it, it, it always makes me think of what could have been. You know, and they could have possibly. I wonder if they you know had a. 
would have done a collab album or, yeah. or just like oh no that was definitely that was definitely gonna happen that was gonna happen like even though yeah, that would have been one crazy. of those those posthumous biggie albums uh that song what you want that remember that shit when jay oh, was yeah. talk, when jay was rapping and he was talking about the commission like yo that shit was who was in the commission again it was Charlie Baltimore, Hove, and um, and you said C. The Mocks. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Was it everybody that Biggie mentioned on Victory? It, it was everybody. I think that so. Was, that was the whole commission, right? Nah, the, no. Yeah. the one where he says the commission. Caesar yeah, Leo. He names them all by their nicknames. Caesar Leo, De Janeiro, Iceberg, Slim, Charlie Baltimore. Yeah, the most shady. She doesn't he even say she boots, no? Uh, like nah, he, nah, nah, he does. He said Black Rob. Yeah, he was just talking bad boy. Black, Black yeah. Rob joined the mob. The lock wasn't yeah. in the commission. No, I'm not talking about yeah. victory. He's in, in, uh, in, uh, what's beef? Somebody's so what got beef? what's beef. Yeah, the beginning of what's beef when he says the commission, those people he mentioned. Too. He said yeah, Uncle bro. Paulie, P. Diddy, Caesar Leo, De Janeiro, Iceberg Slim, Mo Shady, Frankie Baby. That's it. So, uh, uh, Uncle Lee, that that's um that's Un, Un Diddy, Charlie yeah. Baltimore, Jay, and Charlie. That yeah, sounds right. And big, yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I have it. I have the list. So it it goes based upon the reference was referred from Biggie's lyrics on what beef the commission was going to made up of himself, Frank White, Jay Z as Iceberg Slim, Puff Daddy, Lance on Rivera as Uncle Paulie, Little Caesar, Caesar Dillinero. Charlie Baltimore. That was supposed to be the commission. Yep. That's crazy. That's crazy. Charlie Baltimore was so underrated, man. She could Charlie really Baltimore, was, I mean, come on, man. Niggas got stabbed for her. She had to she was tired. She could really, really spit. Oh, no, right. don't. We, can't, song, please. we can't hear you, Juju. Next song, please. I was oh, happy hey. when she got her uh her shot again with uh Murder Inc. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was, that was her biggest um, shot, right? That was her biggest shot. She was on hits. She had hits, yeah. We'll get we'll get to the next track. Next track is Tough Love, and it features Denim. Um, this track is very important to this album and to young, uh, and to young guns in general because it kind of shows you where they were at as as rappers in this shit. Like, uh, it showed you the perspective of Chris where he was. C- Trying to just get uh, Neef to focus up and get out of the um, get out of the hood. Stop doing dirt. Stop doing dumb shit. Whatever it takes. You know. And originally, this song was just a version of just Chris just spitting. But Neef heard heard it, and then he went and did his verse. You know. Um, yeah. But I I really like this song a lot. I think it ties this album together in a very unique way because they kind of just came at each other and held each other accountable in this song. It was dope. Yeah. This is a a better track on the album, but I just like Tony said as Neef can't rap as well as Chris at all. The sample comes from One Man Army by E Green. Well it was sampled in, in uh in One Man Army by E Green. So very very yeah. good song. Um I think that was pretty much a problem. Like, even even still, like, um, the last like years fast forward. I hear the next time I hear Chris is on um, is Back to the Future, and then I get into 
Chris's like mixtape runs and that he's still rapping and he just put out an album recently too, as a matter of fact. I think last two years ago he put out an album that was pretty decent. Oh, yeah, I feel like he's put out a couple albums in the last few years. Yeah, he can still rap. He still goes. Um, I think he's ghostwriting for for some of these cats actually, because he be with Meek all the time. I don't know. I know, I know him and Wale are pretty good. And Wale, yeah, my bad, not me. Wale, he be with Wale all the time. I feel Wale like they be working on working on hooks and shit. Yeah, yeah, they be working on a lot. They did um, they just did it. They did a collaborative collaborative track that that actually did kind of well. It had to be twenty nineteen because it wasn't during the pandemic. But yeah, Crystal raps, and now you know. He's pretty much an elder statesman in um in Philly as far as hip hop is concerned. People still look up to him. I will say that the, the thing is um that that I do admire about Philly rappers, although hip hop may have forgotten about those rappers, Philly still holds them in high regard. Like when young Philly rappers go to like really get on, they make sure that they get one of those people from state property to do a song with. They you have to. I think that's like an unwritten yeah. rule. But yo, yeah. this this song is, is kind of crazy. T- uh, jumping off what Red was saying, like how he's talking about like the kind of their relationship. And he said, I think I could do it without you. But at the same time, I can't. Mm-hmm. That's some crazy shit to say about your rap partner, man. <laughs> it's like, like, I it's like, I don't really need you. But you do. And, 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 and you do. And it's humble of him, of me, of, of me. To then hop on it, like you said, I didn't know that that's how it went down. Yeah, but that's kind of dope yeah. that he hopped on it and made it like a, a, a art, a piece of art. It's kind of mm-hmm. fire. It's like because and acknowledged that he was slacking, you know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. That was, that was really dope. That's some. Yeah, that's I thought some... that was like a concept that they just came up with together. That shit sounds organic. Nah, <laughs> yeah, it worked. Um, that's some good. Yeah. And yeah, it's like the formation of it's literally the form of the song. It's, 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 they placed it out like a conversation. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's, it's of love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they take and that takes us into the next song, which is Grown Man. Grown Man is produced by Chad West Hamilton, of course. Um, how we feel about this one? Yo, the young guns made perfect, perfect two can play that game. <laughs> <laughs> This is so like could like could you imagine, right? You know, this and two can play that game. And you just hearing the music while um thing, uh Nick Cannon's character is holding on to Shorty walking down the the the, the, the hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yo, I enjoyed this track. Um this is this is oh man, this is a great two thousand album, like uh like a real great underrated 2000s album. I really enjoyed this song. It is. It is. It this takes song, me this such, song is dope. It takes me to such a good place, man. Um, this, uh, yeah, this song was really good. I think the way that they played, the placements for this album is very slept on too. I think, I think with the way that they did it, you know, it starts off kind of top heavy. Like they kind of just, like I said earlier, they hit the ground running. So they give you all, they just hit the, you know, they throw all their best shit at the wall. And then, like, it kind of trickles down later, which we'll talk about. But Grown Man is still one of the good ones. Um, We'll get into the next song. Next song is North of Death. North of Death. Mm. What's up? Sorry, continue. Go ahead. Well, North of Death was produced by uh, by Chad West. Um, This one is 
I believe it's Young Chris flying solo, right? I'm not. I'm. I'm it's not sure. I'm sorry. It's young Chris on this song. Hunger, hunger. I can't remember right now. Hunger. Yeah. The hunger in this song, like, yo, it's like this is like a real serious song. I can. It's it, it, like, oh man, this is such a uh, a, a good um good song because it it just gives you like that hunger feel, like that. I gotta make it. I know I'm gonna make it, and it's a little bit like um a gr- grisly. Uh, not grizzly, not grissy, but like grizzly, like you know, combination. Like it's like uh, like a rough. That thing. would be gr- that would be grimy. Okay, there we go. Grimy, <laughs> very grimy, and it's like ooh, like oh man, like even though I have both my parents, I feel the the struggle, you know, <laughs> not the struggle, not the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. What you guys had anything else on this one? Oh uh, no, it's really it's a really good song. I think um because Chris Young Chris originated the Young Chris flow, I think it gives him a competitive edge in storytelling. I think he really can paint a picture very well. Um I think even when I look at one of the the, the one one of the songs that I remember him doing that very well was on um, on I Can't Go On This Way with, with Beanie Siegel. I can't go on this way. Yeah, love like, that. So um, I think he's always been a masterful storyteller just because that breath control and like heat of the night, this is hot. Like it's very, I, I love the way he, he, he kind of does that. So um, yeah, he, he's a masterful, masterful uh, Storyteller, and this this uh really shows that as well. Mm-hmm. And he is, he really is. I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, Look in your eyes is the next song, and it features Killer, and it's produced by Ruggedness. Um, anytime I heard Camera on this time in the early 2000s, this this album is just a culmination of like the people that I enjoyed the most, all in one place <laughs> at that time. Like yeah. when you, you look at it, when you look at the track list, you got home, you got cam. Like we've been through that already. Hey, that's what it is. It's the say what up to say what up to Mamba. This is Mamba. Okay, Mamba, you're not in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Mamba? You were saying, Danny? For the listeners, Q is distracting us with a very, very beautiful dog. Tough edit for <laughs> But, uh, um, but okay, yeah. So, like I said, I really enjoyed hearing Cam on this, bruh. Facts. The man said, "Hope pose in favor of him. Those O's preparing them. My jewelry <laughs> look like a straight up frozen aquarium. Frozen Aquarius. Outcast the <laughs> Gemini. Leave with the Gemini. Colleen is the only friend of mine. <laughs> People, bruh, you." He, why do people not give this man his 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 flowers, bro? Lyrical like, genius. Lyrical bro, genius. I, he's in my top ten, and people look at me like I'm crazy when I say that. Top top ten what? Like artists? Top ten artists? Top ten rappers for him. Top ten rappers, bro. He he affect. He was he was not he was influential on and off the court. And he's oh, no, the yeah. only rapper. Yeah, for sure. He's the only rapper we know that deleted a whole verse. As far as I'm concerned, you got yeah, it. Yeah, that's fine. But now with Cam, with Cam is like 
he even even watching what the video. What you mean that's fire, Q? What happened? Uh, what you mean that's fire, Q? That is fire. Oh, why can't he be fire? Because he deleted a whole verse. Because the whole deleted his shit first. <laughs> I respect it. I think the love of Petty is so respectable. It's respectable, and, and it's, like, it's not like he couldn't use that that verse. Like this is this is a whole at the, so, at that time. I'm sorry, we still talking about y'all still talking about the whole verse? No, 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 no. Can can There's two different accounts. There's two different accounts that I've heard about that. So like I do remember when Cam was first saying that he deleted it because I first heard that story years ago. He said I forget who interviewed him, but he cracked on Vlad. He, but no, it wasn't PD Quag. I heard it from Cam in another oh, interview. Cam wanted and Jewels and, and Jim Jones had the first Dipset reunion and they got interviewed. That was when ASAP Mob opened up for them, remember? Um, and it was at the PlayStation Theater and they were getting interviewed and Cam talked about how he deleted it and Joel Santana was mimicking Jay-Z's voice saying that Jay-Z was like, you ain't the boy, boy. I'm the boy, boy. And Cam was like, delete that shit. Yeah, he said it was whack. So, yeah. but then fact, he said he was like, "Yo, I deleted it because it was whack." But then yeah, he lied. <laughs> now he's saying he deleted it because you know he wait. He and and be he, and be clear, he also wasn't this beef over the big pimping and oh boy beat, if I'm not mistaken. H to the Izzo. H to the Izzo. Yeah, from what I heard, originally Izzo was given to. Uh, Cam. To Cam, yeah. And Jay heard it after Cam had already recorded and done everything to it and put it out before Cam had a chance to. That's why when they did uh oh boy, they were just running and take that's why when they started just taking everything unmixed and putting it straight to radio, apparently, because they saw what Jay was doing to state property and cherry picking what he wanted, and Dipset didn't want that happening to them. So they were running back and running straight to the radio with all those songs as soon as they were done. Also, That's another thing. I wonder what, which one of the Dynasty records was supposed to be on this shit. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, wasn't um wasn't uh, I'm a, just, give it to me. Wasn't old boy already shopped to Hove before, and he turned it down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. then he wanted. Yeah. To I think I think oh I think old boy was on the pump it up on the pump it up CD uh of beats of beat CD that just plays that. Yeah. Well, because wait, because yeah. uh, apparently Guru, Guru was the one who had it. Cam showed up in the studio, heard it, spit a verse over, spit the song over it, took it, went to Hot ninety seven that morning and dropped it. Yeah, there's like yeah, just that's what, just and that's, didn't want him and to that was where the beat wanted to change the sample. Yeah, and that's pretty much yeah, because Just talked about it a lot. He yeah. said, yeah, no, nah, that wasn't a beat. That was not I don't think more money was a beat that Jay had. Yeah, I don't think it was a beat that Jay had. I don't think I, I we no, all know just the, the, the it. Story, what that Jay no, wanted. Oh boy, he definitely heard it. Just, just said, Hope heard it and wanted it. Cam took it, but Just was trying to get him to stop from taking it because they didn't clear. If they would have cleared the sample, they would have got more money for it. And he went to the radio and played it. <laughs> and once that happened, Flex had it, and it was what it was. And then Hope. Did what he did to it, and then he got deleted. And I just wonder, like, as a, as young guns, like you gotta remember because I want to bring it back to 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 who we're talking about, so that way we can make sure they get the flowers. Imagine you're 21, 22 years old, you're sitting at the kiddie table of Rockefeller Records, 
and the yeah. adults are and you can't say anything you're just you're just coming to coming to work every day in the studio laying your verses making your songs and then you hear you hear uh Ostino say down the hall so dipset got an office and we don't <laughs> and you and you just sitting there like <laughs> like that's crazy so I can only imagine like that precarious situation they were in. And I think that's why it made it so easier for them to kind of leave game and go with Hope because they were young. It was like, well, Hope is Hope. Well, that's love. not true. Jay said, no, they didn't have a choice. Jay said, yo, Chris, you're coming with me and I guess Leach can come too. Oh, damn. Because <laughs> it turned into young Chris after that. <laughs> It was just so young that like, like like that that like the young guns were one were one part of the draft that like they they had no choice. Jay was like, "You coming with me?" And I guess Neef can come too. He better he better pull his weight around though. Cause I'm but yo, you know what? Why, wait, hold on. Why did you make why did you make Chris now like like Bow Wow in that basketball movie? Like I guess you can bring your little white boy friend too. He can get adopted too. <laughs> Bob Yo, Morris. it's funny. <laughs> there, was, there was a there was an interview that Hov had did like when when he when he started when he, when he left Rockefeller did the Def Jam deal or whatever where he was saying I forgot who was interviewing him but they were like you know who who do you think is next up like, who's next this is before Drake and he was like he was like Little Wayne he said he said Saigon <laughs> he said Fab he said Young Chris <laughs> like those are the people that he thought was gonna be able to like take over so he believed in Young Chris. Like he thought young Chris he really didn't believe in Saigon around. too. He he gave Saigon a, a, a song too. Yeah, he was wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Um, we'll get into the next one. Next one is uh, "Take It How You Want." It's by West, and it uh, I believe it features Sparks, right? Yeah. So they did the, they did the whole album with Chad West. He did the whole album. Damn near. Damn near. In like 90%. And Just? Yep. And Just. <laughs> and Wait, what is it? <laughs> I don't know. Noise, bro. I don't know what you said. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's what he said in the chorus. Oh, well. I, I, I'm making that voice. Please. Please stop. Stop yeah. it. It hurts. You are a terrorist. Jesus Christ. I want to fight you so bad. It was so horrible. I hate when I hear it. Like it was so horrible. Like I like I think, man, I was rooting for Sparks, especially after I heard him on Give It To Me. I was yeah. like, man, you about to be out here. And then I like all his verses I used to really like. I liked him in state property. He was dope. Um I, I was rooting was, for all I think at one point he was dope in uh, state property. As New Yorkers, I think we all ended up rooting for State Property One because they were fucking with Jay, um, you know. So it was the whole Rockefeller thing. But really, what it was, they impressed everybody with that fucking hours of freestyling they did that one time on Flex. When uh, yeah, I have that whole shit as a CD. Yeah, that shit was. It was like five hours, no? It was. It was. I don't. I don't remember. Actually, I have. I have it saved in my Apple Music, and it's just still on my phone. It's called Rockefeller Takeover. Um, yeah, that's the same night that Cassidy battled Freeway. Yeah. Was it the same night? Yeah, they yeah. left there, and they went straight Camps, to the studio. Uh, I mean, um, 
which we'll call it. Cassidy said it the other day. He yeah, said it was the, they were in New York. He had just finished hearing the freestyle, and Jay was talking shit that anybody who wants to battle, da 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 da. That he, had, he put wants, money up, and he put money up. So what he did was he went to Swiss, he went back to the studio, told Swizz, and Swizz reached out to Jay, and oh, because oh, Swizz, uh, Jay was coming to the studio already at the time. Is what Swizz told him. So Swizz told Jay, like, yo, I got my young boy. That noise. Whoa, Rob, you pulled out the rabbit or something? The fuck? Yo, Rob. Nah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was, yeah, that's that, crazy. That was the ambulance, my fault. Oh. Rob was, Rob, Rob was getting his shit off. I, <laughs> I live next to a hospital. I sounds like it. Okay. Um oh. but yeah, continue. But yeah, apparently they were uh oh, Cass told Swizz what, what uh Jay uh he felt the way about them on the radio and Swizz was like, Bet, I'm gonna get I'm gonna see what's up. And Swizz didn't realize Swizz nor Jay realized that all the state property dudes had a connection to Cass already because of uh Philly. Philly, yeah. And so when they got there, they were like, All right, Cass, who do you want? And Cass said, any single person and so everybody else said freeway and Cass brought up a good point he was like that made me even more confident because the way even though freeway could, could freestyle his flow was meant to be on a beat it's not a a battle type shit acapella so he was like he was ready to go and he just went off and um he was like yeah and it seems like after that uh the rock didn't fuck with freeway as heavy <laughs> So he said, "Yeah, I know that. Free, I know that freestyle word for word, man. He bodied, yo, he bodied that dude. Man. Anyways, Oskino, I was never a fan of Oskino or Emilio. I never, I don't. I, I like Emilio. I, I never I got into them. I liked him in State Property. He was definitely entertaining, but as far as a rapper, like, I never could get into it. I was hood but, as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> shit. He went through a lot of shit. No word." Yeah, he went through a lot of shit. I remember reading, he had a profile in Double XL that I read. I was like, this nigga has been through some shit. Um, all right, but we'll get into the next song. Next song is That's Right. And it's produced by Bula. And how do y'all feel about this one? The cool regular song now is where I'm getting like really uh fatigued out. So it's like the songs that you're so so long yeah so yeah i don't like this song at all i don't like this one this is the only i think this is the only song that i feel so strongly about not liking this album um i'm not there with it Uh, i guess it is by himself right this is neve's song by himself isn't it Nah. yeah is it yeah that's right yeah Oh, yeah, okay. Neve's song by okay. himself. That's why that shit's so trash. Yeah, this song is bad. Yes, it's the same thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. My bad. Um, this song is not it. But uh, we'll, we can go ahead and skip right over that and go to the next one, which is Parade. Parade features Freeway and it's produced by Chad. Um, yeah, this is it for me. I like this song. Little niggas envy Chris. Cock load them up, empty the clips. Yeah. Not ambitious, backing up. Time to see the business back up. You keep it through the. He was really. You know, I'm working right. Yeah, but you gonna find out. Find out. 
That man can really rap. I like that. I feel like they really brought out the most of each other on this one, being that it was freeway. Um, this is definitely. I think this is one of their hardest performances on the whole album. Um, both of them. Actually, uh, sample comes from "I Need You" by the Temptations. Yo, they really were to Rob exactly what Rob said. They really were clearing the craziest samples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yo. Like, that, like, that, let's that, be that, honest. That, 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 Come on, man. They were clearing mad samples for them. I just said another joke that didn't go over. <laughs> you just got here and you're from my iPad. I will cut you off. Relax. <laughs> Relax. No, I'm just playing. I've been waiting to say that all night. <laughs> uh, I know what that's like because I had that video in the chamber for one of your niggas to slip up. Um. All right, well, we'll get to the next song. Next song is Time. Time is uh, is produced by Chad, of course. And this is one of my favorite songs on this album. Facts. It, this, oh, like, this, uh, this sample, this beat, the way they rapping, the pacing of it, it's all great. Where's this sample from, Rob? All I need is Time by First Choice. Yes. It's so, so good. Um, I think... You know, it's like, well, Torian said it earlier as far as like, they kind of, well, he said that they kind of like spend too much time with telling us their perspective of how they got to make it and how they got to like, all the pressures on them. This is so granted, this is like another one of those, but it's just done really well on this album, especially, and it fits for it being at the tail end of this album. I, um, I, I love the, the sample was really, really great use. Um. The uh, okay, excuse me. Um, I'm trying to get the opening line of where he said, uh, "I'm gonna get you that house in the hill." But man, like I really, really like that's the bar. When he opened with that bar, I felt like, "Wow, it's a lot of pressure on them," and. Like they really need to make it, so I'm like, oh, okay. I, I feel, I feel. Yeah. Um. Uh, what you call it? You guys had anything else to share on this one? Yeah. Nah. Okay. Great song. I like it. We'll go. We'll go to Life We Chose, which features Denim. Um. This was is a, Denim a Rockefeller artist. Yes, Denim was was a Rockefeller artist. Um. That was up and coming, but uh, nothing ever came from that. Uh, and she wasn't really up and coming, was she? Well, she was. Yeah, I guess she wasn't. Up yeah, yet. I'll pass on this one. Like, so, um, honestly, it's her voice, and it doesn't. Yeah. It, her voice just sucks. Like, I'm, both both her features on this album were trash. I like I like life we chose. It's okay. Everybody has to like some shitty shit sometimes. 
Whatever, man. Um, <laughs> problems. Problems features Siegel. It's produced by Easy E. Um, before I leave, problems is like uh, so good. Like the, <laughs> I loved it. Great, great, great track. Great track. Um, Julius, you're leaving us, right? Are you are you practicing Ramadan? No, Julius no. has been every day at ten o'clock. He prays with his family. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Ramadan. I thought he was Muslim. Because it is Ramadan tomorrow. It is Ramadan. Yeah. Tori, no, it can't be. Julius likes white women, so that's not true. <laughs> oh, my but the mo- yo, that reminds me of that, that scene from Ali from Ali with Jamie Foxx. Like, but they're talking white women. <laughs> yeah, he said, he said, he said, he's a, he's a black Muslim. I'm a black Jew. He said, you know, I could give up the pork, but the white women, goddammit. <laughs> uh, we'll get into the next song, which is Problems. Problems features Siegel, like I said. Um, I like this beat a lot. Broad Street Bully. So this song right here for me is like lyrical sparring. Like this is yeah. just, this is just like the Philadelphia, like, you know, this is what Philly is all about, and I think that this this was just a clinic on rapping. Um, I enjoyed it. it; it was very good. Um, sorry, I had to keep leaving, guys. As you guys know, I'm at work, and I had to uh, I had to put some fires out. Uh, yeah. Whose stuff was in the hallway? You said what? Whose stuff was put out in the hallway? Um, nobody's at, but it was just, it's just really funny and like really coincidental that, uh, that, uh, that, that, that transpiring that somebody says like, yo, and that's why your boyfriend be bringing other dudes in the building. <laughs> oh my other God. dudes? Kind of crazy. Oh yeah, they're, 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 uh. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Whoa. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, Same sex couple. And, uh, yeah. Good for them. You know, you can change, and, and you can change the men, players, but you can't change the game. Yeah, <laughs> same, yeah same, same game. Same game. Same game. Same. Eat your heart out, Q. I'm still back at it. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, we'll get into the next and final song, which is Can't Stop, Won't Stop Remix, which always baffled me that they didn't have the original on this album. That was always so. Weird. Well, because it was no one asking. That's why. Mm-hmm. Because what? It was already that, that, that. It was. Uh, it's weird because it says that "Can't Stop, Won't Stop" was the lead single for this album, but it wasn't. It was. It was the lead single for the property chain game. Yeah, but it could be on both projects. Yeah, Rock the mic. What? But they did the same thing with Rock the Mic, right? Because Rock the Mic was also on the, on the state property soundtrack, and then they put a, the remix on the album. Am I bugging? No, they put it on Nelly. On Freeway's album. State property, the original state property is on Freeway's album. And then Nelly, and then Nelly, um, also, I think he bought the beat or something like that. And then that's why he, he did his version. But, but no, but on Freeway's album, is that on there? The Can't Stop, Won't Stop remix is that episode of Family Guy when the Simpsons visited, where you love both shows, but you just don't want to see them motherfuckers together. So yeah. at that time, I loved, I enjoyed Chingy, I enjoyed Guns, but I just didn't need these motherfuckers in the same studio. Yeah, I didn't need like, Chingy on this. 
I didn't need cheeks. Yeah. That was for 106 in part, bro. That's all. That's all that was. They was trying. Yeah, to, they were just. Yeah, they were trying <laughs> to just get more. They were. They, they were just. They, I, I get it. Like, I mean, the chicken head was popular. Like, it, 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 I get it. Like, at this time and everything like that. Like, Chingy was like a hottest fish grease, but nah, man. Like, it just it didn't. And, and personally, um, this helped the young guns more than it helped Chingy because Chingy was already like out of here. Like at this time, like back. This song, this song did nothing for Changi, and it was just a look for the young guns, but it didn't help them. It didn't help them chart high or anything. Yeah, that's a fact. That is a fact. Um, all right, so I feel comfortable with wrapping this album up. We I give re- it. Damn, nigga, you just came back. That was, <laughs> that was a quick. That was a quick prayer. Did you send an email this time, or did you really like pray? Okay, so are we rating this now? You just prayed, and you gonna come back in all rude like that? Hey, you're right. I'm sorry. God damn. Yo, Reg, Reg, she definitely sent Jesus a text message. She didn't pray, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> Send him a voice right. note. So, um, like I, said, I am comfortable with uh, we're wrapping up this album. I am very curious to hear you guys' ratings. Q, I'll start with you. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with three. Three okay. waffles. Um, has songs that I related, tied into my childhood and memories. Has some dope lyricism on here. Um, joints, like you said, like when they sparring back and forth. Got songs for the ladies. They got, they got, they got introspective for songs. The ladies. Ex- oh, exactly. But as far as like the 17 songs, like most of the songs I would never go back and check for. Um, so like over the test of time, I don't feel like it really, it really lasted that well, to be honest. Okay. Um, that's justifiable. Uh, Julius, what's up? I'm gonna give it a four out of five. I really, um, like this album. I only like, this like, what, two, three songs, maybe? And I feel like that is a four out of five rating. Um, so I appreciate it, you know? So yeah, I'll listen to it, I'll listen to it with my 2000 plus, um, year, year. Um, so, you know, whether it hates good or bad, I I can't really uh, tell you that. Um, but I I enjoyed it, so I'm giving it a four out of five. Uh, shout out to Young Chris and me. Five two. Okay. And Rob, what's up? Big three waffle gang. I think three waffles is it's solid. It's uh it it brings out a lot of great memories. Um, it still has two hit songs on it that still go. Um, there was the emergence uh, of a really young, promising group, and uh, yeah, I think three is three is just fine. There's still songs on here that I go back to. Now, granted, I can't tell you if I go back to them because I love the sampling or I love the rapping because I am biased to sampling. But um, I would say three is pretty solid. I think yeah, three three is pretty solid, and um, and Danny. Uh, I'm actually gonna go three. Also, um, if it was, if it were solely based on Chris and Neef, it'd be a two for me. Um, however, I think the features and the beats really carry this a long time. Uh, I remember the time it was out. I remember their impact. Um, they were part of the childhood. It just didn't age well for me. Is is really what it is. Um, I still appreciate it for what it was. 
And uh, I'm going to go with three waffles. Okay. And uh, T, what's your thoughts? Um, three out of five waffles. Um, same same as Danny. Um, the, the nostalgia, the features, the production, and Neef is what's, I mean, and Chris is what saved this album. The worst thing about this album is Neef. Um, uh, and, and the fact that like Chris, Chris is, is a talented rapper, um, but he didn't have, he, he's not a, he's not a talented artist. Like he can't, he can't yeah. uh, rap a hook for his life. I'm sorry, like while I was listening, there were certain points that I wanted to make about I me mean, realizing, you want to know what producer probably would have gotten the best out of young Chris? And I'm not sure if he worked with him or not thoroughly enough. Pharrell. Pharrell, Pharrell I can see that. Pharrell pack includes a hook, already made like lyrics and things like that. So it would have made it would have made a huge difference with with young Chris's career. He he would have at least got one song, and Pharrell would have gave him a hook to something. He would have gave him a hit song, and I think that would have made a huge difference for that for young Chris. Like that uh, that Pharrell does that with with artists. So you know it's unfortunate that um. That didn't come to fruition, but that that makes a huge difference. Um, but this album was fun. Two thousand and four was a really great time for me. Um, yeah, the worst thing about this album is me, and he knows it because he talked about it a lot on the album. True. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for me, I'm gonna give this album a three and a half. I enjoyed this album a great deal, um, but I am also realistic about it. It does have its faults. It does have its down points, but the high points for me, the production has a lot to do with that. And um, it just makes me kind of disappointed in the fact that young Chris didn't get as far as I thought he deserved to get. Um, I, I just wanted to hear more from him. I wanted to hear more from his story. And I felt like he was just developing more as a rapper. And even when you listen to the second album, you can hear some of that perspective like growing. But you know, when it comes to this album, it's a lot of him just nudging Neef, like, wake up. We're at the opportunity of a lifetime. Wake the fuck up and get on board because we can really change our lives. Like, it was like a lot of that. Um, and a lot of Neef just sleep at the will. But I fuck with it. Have agree. you heard that in the album before? Huh? Guys, have we heard that in other albums where, like, the duo, where the, the other person really is not putting, most, is putting as much effort as the other artists? Not that I can think of. Um, well, at one point they told Mob Deep that well, Prodigy felt like he was lacking too much behind uh, Havoc in bars, and then he went and stepped it up crazy, and Havoc stepped yeah. up his production. Two and then, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, was, I was saying, like, yeah, they, I was going to say Mob Deep, but Prodigy was a, was a better rapper from the beginning uh, up until, like, America's Nightmare and Hav started rapping just as good, but Hav was making a beat, so it's not like he wasn't bringing something to the table, you know? Mm -hmm. He yeah. was still he was still making molding the mob beat sound. So but yeah, three it sounds like everybody kinda agrees around the three range. We got a Damn, three. That makes me feel bad because I gave it a four. Yeah, but that's because you, like... you just heard it. You just heard it. We kind of live with it. Oh, this is your first time hearing this? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, that's I dope. Think that's that's really we, we kind of live with it, so I think that's why we can 
take it for its nostalgic properties. But I think that's the beauty of my voicemail. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of uh, of rap and order. We can always take a trip down memory lane, or we can, you know, go on an audio journey that you haven't been before. After um, I so, seen the yeah. No Better Love video, I went, I, I, I went looking for that snorkel. Was that Sean John snorkel? I needed that. That shit was fire. <laughs> I was like, it was winter time. I need that snorkel. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay. Well, those are our individual ratings, ladies and gentlemen, and. This was very enjoyable to revisit. Like I, I can't, I can't say it wasn't a. It, it didn't feel tough for me, like to revisit this. It made me revisit like a very cool time in my life. So, yeah, I will say that even though I wasn't, uh, I, I didn't age well. It's not a hard listen. Yeah, like that's that's something that even you know the even the what because the beats carry it so well. Even the songs I'm not the biggest fan of, they're they're able to be listened to. Mm-hmm. Um. So we can wrap it up there. This is a really good apple. I'm first class Reg. I'm Tori and B. And we out of here. Peace. East. Give me your fucking money. <laughs>